Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. It's been an interesting show so far. You got the, yeah, yeah. you think that would be fun, didn't you? Yeah, you know. Interesting I, show. I always clue in, not that I'm usually here when you say this now. Yeah, but. interesting. Yeah. You're wandering at some point yeah. during the hour, but it's, you're here now. So, what, what's made it interesting here? Oh, you know. June June 30th, yeah. the last day of June. Yeah, There's no more June after this. No, this is the last Sibble day of June. Sibyl survived his first June as a recruiting guy. How'd that go? Is it, is it? Wait a second, what's today? June 30th. It's the last day of June, yeah. as Jennifer yeah. just Ooh, said. Today's June 30th. Yeah. I said that earlier in the show. I said tomorrow is July. Damn. That's not the same thing as saying it's June 30th. That's right. It's not, yeah. Tomorrow is July 1st. Oh, I survived June it okay. Yeah, you yeah. survived it. Yeah. yeah. Have you picked up on the fact that one of the busiest times of the year now for commitments is right around the 4th of July. Oh, God. I don't know why this is, <laughs> but it has. It, yeah. it kind of started that way about 10 years ago. You saw more and more kids kind of building to a commitment around this time period. Now, I was checking on 24-7 the other day. There's like 30-plus kids that are going to be making a decision starting July 1 through like July 6. Not Nebraska. If you take it, no, but if you take it July 1 through like July 10, yeah. you're probably close to like 80 and that doesn't even account for, like, the ones that aren't scheduled. Your colleague, well, my colleague in a sense, Brian Christopherson, I always remember on July 4th when Freedom Akinmoladen yeah. oh, yeah. pulled the trigger on 4th of July and Brian at, at like, 7 o'clock at night had to abandon his plans. Yeah. That sucks. Oh, it that did. Sucks it, su- of July. it sucked. Like, like I, I, well, enjoy the fireworks. I, didn't, go right. I felt guilty for some. I mean, I feel guilty about everything, but I, I felt sort of like, what, really, this is happening? Yeah, that was a uh, Monte Harrison also committed that night. Everyone remembers Freedom because of his name, but I believe Monte Harrison also committed that he, same night. Did he really? Did and he? then Lorenzo Stewart, who no one remembers because he never ended up at Nebraska, uh, committed on July 5th. Um, yeah, they've had... They I mean, should have a ban in place for that. <laughs> should. Well, I'm serious. There should be a ban. No commitments allowed the 4th right, of July. Right. right. Well, I mean, now that you're... You can understand the joys of the the Christmas Day commitment. <laughs> yeah. The New Year's Day yeah, commitment. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the July 4 commitment. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I remember yeah. leaving a family Thanksgiving to do a story on King Frazier in like 2013. And just thinking, this is stupid. <laughs> well, it is and it isn't. There's yeah. people, you have to remind yourself that there's plenty of people who work the holidays. Oh, sure. It, well, it's not so much working the holidays. It's just that, like, when it's not something you're planning on happening. Right. And then you're kind of just in, like, the, oh, you know, you're away from the computer mode. Yeah, and you're away from work mode. Right. Yeah. And then you have to jump back into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. That's a hard. That can be a very and difficult you, adjustment you know, to make. It, it is. You're doing the interview, and you don't want your first question to be. So, why did you feel it necessary to commit on a holiday? <laughs> yeah. what the, what's wrong with you? Why do you yeah. hate us? Yeah. 
Are you that self-absorbed? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, yeah. What was that a lot? What was that a little for you? Did no. I go too far? No, you're fine. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I had no problem. That was a weird exchange. I didn't know what happened. There. Well, we have a lot of weird exchanges. Yeah, I think it's common in this show. <laughs> have you come down from last night's uh, walk-off victory for Man, the what a Schaefer? weird. Yeah. Whoa! I mean, they were up, last night. They were up three nothing and absolutely cruising until there was like they. Cleveland Guardians. Yes. Yeah. Uh, your your father's favorite yes. baseball team, the Guardians. Um, Probably the Indians. Th- yeah. They were they were absolutely cruising. And then all of a sudden, it's 3-3 in the blink of an eye because the Twins just are a beer league softball team that all they do is hammer home runs. That's right. That's my and, kind of uh, team right there. So it gets to be 3-3, and then Cleveland botched roughly about 214 chances to put together more runs throughout that game. And you get into the 10th and with the runner on second with, you know, I'm told we're going to get into Rob Manfred talk. We are going to. With, with one eventually. of Rob Manfred's greatest creations, the ghost runner on second to start the 10th inning. Oh. Uh, because, you know, people don't they, – they can't stick around to watch multi-innings of a baseball game, apparently. Um, you know, so that happens. The Twins score three. It's, like, basically over. I'm just annoyed. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland had an opportunity to at least split the series. They played eight games, or they will as of today. Wow. Play eight games over the last, like, 12 days Whoa. so it's been a pretty important um series and time for him and i'm just like really really annoyed sitting there and of course they're getting runners on it's like oh cool the false hope this is great oh nice the tying runs on third with two outs i wonder what's gonna happen here probably something terrible <laughs> and then he hits it and it's no one really field, yet. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's an opposite field home run right. from a left-handed hitter. Second of all, Cleveland has like a 25-foot fence in left field, yeah. which makes it Tall, yeah. hard to clear right. if you didn't completely catch it. And no one is reacting like no. this is a home run. No, The announcers aren't. Josh Naylor's just kind of standing there until he's like, oh, that's going to be a fair ball. The left fielder is just kind of like drifting, drifting, drifting. And then it's like there's this moment where you can kind of catch in his head like, oh, no. Like, he knows he's not going to be able to catch this. And then it clears, and no one really knows how to react. Slider was already hiding for the last hour because he knew what was going to happen in some facet or another. Loud noises. And then I just started yelling. So Who hit the homer? Uh, Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor. Did you party with Slider? Do you still whimper in the corner? Uh, I just leave him alone at okay. this point. He's never recovered from the Stephon Diggs touchdown against the Saints oh, in a was, playoff game was about six years in which ago. I went and scooped him up and threw him in the air and then <laughs> oh, caught him. Oh, God. And then I set him down, and he just ran away. Like, he, you know, he just did <laughs> not. A fairly big dog. Uh, he's 55 pounds. At that point, I mean, he wasn't that big, right? He was just, like, laying there and was kind of, you know, minding his own business, and he got scooped up and That's tossed. Amazing. and I, look, it wasn't a planned heck, celebration. No, I wasn't expecting him to score that touchdown. I'm glad you so. told me that. That's a you beautiful threw, mental image. Dog. Yeah, as I long mean, as you caught him, I'm, I'm okay. With there that. are certain spontaneous celebrations that, like, He's I mean, Landon Donovan's goal against uh, Algeria in yeah. 2010. Like, I just remember being stunned that that happened. Uh, the the Stefan Diggs one. Uh, when Rajay Davis tied the game in Game 7 of the World Series, yes, yes. I mean, I didn't even know how to react, and I just started laughing hysterically in a way that would get you committed in you know <laughs> most places. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Slider is so used to these sort of outbursts that, like, he knows if I have tension, he knows, and he just starts hiding. Like yeah, their dogs are amazing that way. Yeah. Dogs are amazing. I mean, the the Slowly best example. Bullet, Bullet knows when there's tension, too. It's, I mean, yeah. it was 
there was a late baseball game in 2020 in the playoffs, and, and Cleveland was blowing the lead as they do to the Yankees. They ended up losing that game, and they were still winning at this point, and Slider was already tucked as close as he, he could knew. to the wall he away knew. from me in Gosh. the basement. And I couldn't even talk because there was people sleeping in the house. So I was, like, quiet, yeah. and he still knew that there was terrible energy whoa, down there. Whoa. He knew. Hey, Jake, can I ask him a recruit? Yeah, please question? do. <laughs> no, we've, nobody, moved on, we've moved on from the car. Nobody cares about the dog or the, Kate, the baseball. You chucked your dog. Kate, not chucked Caught him. him. Caught him. It's just, you know, a friendly toss up in the air. Hey, be careful. Which also they don't really love because, no. you know, no, the like dogs they want to be love. upside down no, soaring no, no. in He the was air. chilling on the ground. He <laughs> picked okay. him up and threw him in yourself. You caught him, though. He didn't chuck him. It's a lot different than chucking him. I just think of ch- chucking up in the air and catching him. You know, chucked him. Well, if it was Jake's dog, he'd have been frolicking outside. <laughs> I couldn't. So I couldn't. There's could no opportunity to chuck. You go, hey, come on over to this party, dog. Hard shift. Hard shift. Caden Green leads Lee Summit North offensive tackle. Caden Green. I I think recruiting people are really wondering about Caden Green. Right? Sure. Um, I mean, he's got a what, July seventh decision. Yeah, and it's and Nebraska's in this. Is yes. my interpretation. Go oh, ahead. Well, yes, Nebraska's very much in it. Um, the question is, can they jump Oklahoma, who's kind of been the favorite right. for most of this recruitment? Now, I have written, I've said this, like, if he doesn't end up at Oklahoma, I think Nebraska's the next likely school. I think they sort of were a dark horse before they kind of emerged as, okay, they're a real contender here. Um, if people can remember, you got to go back to March. He had an unofficial visit here that he enjoyed so much, and he liked Scott Frost so much that he decided Nebraska would be one of the schools he'd take an official visit for. That wasn't on the schedule until he had that unofficial visit in March. The problem is, is there enough of a pull to Nebraska that they can get by the fact that I think he's been to Oklahoma a half dozen times. He loves Brent Venables as much as he loves. Those are his two favorite coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a quote of him basically saying mm-hmm. the two head coaches that he's connected with by far the most are Scott Frost and, and Brent Venables. And then, you know, he's connected with Donovan Rayola and, and all of that too. But I, I think Nebraska, the proximity is a little bit closer with Oklahoma, but Oklahoma is still a, a college football playoff team mm-hmm. and Nebraska is not. And so um, I, I know that Nebraska, uh, I shouldn't say I know that Nebraska, but I, I am aware that there are NIL efforts involved oh, yes. with this, too. Oh, I, and, that um, might, and I think that that's might, a driver in Nebraska's yeah. favor relative to Oklahoma. Absolutely. Um, is that going to be enough? And then, additionally, this would be one of the times where this is a high school kid where NIL is a big factor relative to a transfer player. So what that looks like always kind of fascinates me, but I don't, I mean, I don't have specifics, and I won't have specifics on it. This would be Jake... This is the biggest non-Malcolm Ma- Malcolm, Malachi Coleman target on Nebraska's board. Yeah, it would be. So Malachi is one. This is one B. Yeah, this would be their biggest get to date. Yeah, it's not even question. Yeah. I mean, it, it it would hold up likely as their biggest commitment in the class. It may not be the biggest on the board because of the optics of Malachi Coleman, but just the, they're unlikely to get someone rated higher than Caden Green. Caden Green should be on your radar, Jake. Okay, he's on my radar. Yeah, the six five three fifteen four star offensive tackle. He's a, absolutely the kind of tackle that you need in this league. Yeah, well, they they want one, maybe two more linemen, and they have uh, they have they're trying to land some big fish. Uh, Amir Herring. It looked like they were going to to have a really good shot at, but then. Caden Green dropped Michigan out of his, you know, visit rotation entirely, and 
all of a sudden Amir Herring was interesting to Michigan again, and that's a Michigan kid. Amir so, Herring. So that one went that way. Zalance Heard, Nebraska is still involved with very much, and um, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't write that one off. Junior Sia out of Utah is maybe the fallback option if you're not able to land some of these, and then Bo Hewley, who's committed to Georgia. Would be an incredible poll. I don't think that's going to happen, but there's certainly yeah. It seems like he uh, came into play though. Well, he's made several visits here, and uh, the recruits like the the guys that are committed and guys that were on that visit weekend. I mean, they really enjoyed him, and there's a lot of conversation still with him. But it's unlikely that you're going to pull a kid from Georgia that's committed to Georgia. Would it have to be a situation where Georgia cools on him, even though he's a commit? Uh, it would that have to happen. be. A, it would have to be an NIL plus. Uh, you know, I want to do something different kind of thing, which doesn't. I mean, he's already committed to Georgia, yeah. so that's that already sort of speaks against the idea of doing something different. So it it would landing any you know junior Sia aside, if you land one of Herd Herring. Uh, Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Green or Culey, those are all guys that are, you know, top 247 recruits. They're high four stars on any service. I mean, those are all big recruiting wins for Donovan Rayola because, you know, you have three in-state linemen you like, but you're probably going to get those guys regardless of, you know, the situation most years this would be a go out and go get a big offensive lineman like this would be a feather in donovan rayola's cap caden green jake, and it's not just him recruiting no i know i'll help jake with this caden green's coach has is saying that he's eliminated lsu not nebraska now that jake should be should suggest to you mike you've mentioned it that's this is an nil i mean this is that's what i when someone's eliminating LSU, a four-star offensive tackle is eliminating LSU in favor of Nebraska. You, my immediate thought is this must be NIL. Yeah, well, is that? I mean, right now like you can definitely think that. And I don't want to like change the conversation too much. Okay. But if you were to pull up the top kids from the state of Louisiana for the 2023 class, you don't see a single kid slotted to LSU right Why now. Why is that right now? Brian Kelly changeover of the program there. Lack of a relationship being built oh, okay. could be an odd cycle. So it's not also, damning necessarily to anybody. Sure. Also, for the people that you really want to read between the lines, it's harder than ever to keep the kids in your own state, in your own state. I mean, if, Why is that, though? Well, I'm just saying, you know, we have people every year that can't understand why Nebraska can't keep a kid in Omaha to come to Lincoln. Right. If LSU can't keep a kid in Baton Rouge 
or New Orleans no. to go there for no. a program that's won a national title in the last decade. It should tell you how hard recruiting is. The now. argument against that is that there's more kids, more athletes in Louisiana than there are in. You're feeling Brent. guilt sure. right now. I, you're I, trying I, to that was a shot at me. That's but fine. If you're trying to I, rationalize. Listen, your I heard guilt. the shot. I'm recovering. You're re- rationalizing your guilt. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if the top guys <laughs> in Louisiana are expected to end up at LSU, <laughs> or at least you know you should get one of them. It should also be the expectation, you know, the top guys end up at Nebraska, but that's just not how this works. I, people want to put so much emphasis on in-state recruiting that it should be so easy that it's fish in a barrel, and it's not. You know, you, you really have to work at it, and guess what? Other teams have pitches. I mean, if Nebraska goes in and gets Zalance Heard from Louisiana over LSU, that's the equivalent of Auburn getting Michael Riley Ducker or Caden yep. Helms going right. to Oklahoma. Like, these are good programs that can go recruit against you, and it doesn't matter if you're in the same state that the kid lives and plays high school football. In. Wow, there is a voice of reason. Isn't that interesting? Probably have it's Ron. Just, He's the voice of reason. Well, I, I have said the same thing, and you will not call me the voice of reason. It comes and goes. <laughs> I, I, I'm always I'm – You always have to listen to me on Thursday. I'm always yeah. startled by the – the sirens that go off whenever a Nebraska kid goes somewhere else. It's like, wow, really, are we doing this again? But we do it every yeah. time. If Maverick Noonan would have left, would there would have been a week-long conversation about it. But he well, did. Uh, here's an example. Right. Like, Stay. Stay. I spent more time talking about Cade McIntyre going to Oklahoma mm-hmm. than Riley Van Poppel picking Nebraska. And Riley Van Poppel's the highest-rated kid in Nebraska's class, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. Mm-hmm. But on that day, because Cade McIntyre also committed to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, that became the biggest conversation mm-hmm. because as a local kid that chose to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. then Nebraska wasn't even really recruiting, I would like to point out. Oh. But again, you can get a four-star kid from Texas, but the big conversation is why didn't you keep the kid in Fremont and Nebraska? From TCU's backyard, by the way. I mean, literally TCU's backyard. If, the, if TCU has a backyard... He's Riley in, Van Bobbles right there on yeah. the swing set. Yes. <laughs> Big swing set. <laughs> you want me to ask him if he has a swing set? <laughs> but you understand. I got you. Yeah, we will cure you of that little issue. We'll see you about that. Uh, I'm tough. tough I don't cookie. know that anyone needs to be cured. It's just that the expectation that you can just put a fence up and, <laughs> and no one's going to be able to go through the fence is. Is, and especially if Nebraska is not winning on right, top of it. Right, right. That hurts, too. Thank you. Uh, speaking of Maverick Newton, he did commit to Nebraska. Sure did. What kind of potential do you think he has? Um, you know, the easy, lazy comparison, and because I love being lazy, I mean, you, you just look right at Garrett Nelson. If you get a similar player whoa, whoa. to Garrett Nelson, I think you're going to be really excited about what Maverick Newton is. He may be a little bit more um, – explosive but some of that is he hasn't had to go against you know with Garrett Nelson this is a guy that as a high school defensive end was unstoppable in class B um you know uh, Maverick Noonan is very very good with a great lineage and expectations are high his he's probably not as physically put together as Garrett Nelson was coming in as a freshman but Garrett Nelson is also sort of a you know, unique unto himself. I mean, he was a guy that was working out for four hours a day before he went to high school and then worked out after. I mean, it's that was Garrett Nelson after, you know, football season ended and wrestling season was going on. So um, I I don't know that Maverick Noonan is quite that, but from a, what I think he can develop into 
would be that kind of you know defensive end outside linebacker type that can help against the pass uh, going forward and can you know be stout against the run as well. I mean, again, I. I don't know. Garrett Nelson seems to be viewed differently by different people. Um, I think he's been an easy hit for Nebraska. He's been one of the best in-state players um, over the last few years. And if Maverick Noonan can be that, and I think their games are somewhat similar, um, that's, I would think, a a really good thing for Nebraska. Garrett Nelson, Mike, five sacks last year, 11.5 TFL. Well, and he was on pace at one point to be in the top five for TFLs in the season for Nebraska, and that pace really slowed down. He had a really great start to the year. The middle was kind of so-so, and then a good finish. What do you think his numbers look like at the end of 2022? I'm really kind of curious how that's going to go because he's switching from you know the outside linebacker to playing more of a defensive end, which is what he did more of in high school. And I think that that could be beneficial for him. I, I don't think eight sacks is out of the question. Double digits is always hard to project for a college kid. Um, I think it is anyways, but I, I think eight sacks and another 12 to 13 tackles for a loss is a, a realistic I, thing for Garrett Nelson. I think that O'Shawn Mathis and Caleb Tanner and maybe Stefan Wynn help him a lot. Sure. Well, you, you can't double. Him, you got to have people opposite. Well, and switching to a four, three, um, you know, if you have if Wynn is taking two of those guys in the middle, mm-hmm. and they're not holding a tight end or chipping with a running back, who is your four three alignment up front for Nebraska? Uh, it's either Wynn or, or Drew, and then Robinson in the middle, okay. and then Mathis and Nelson on the yep, outside. That's it. That's Pretty it. Solid. So yeah, I solid, I right? think it's I think it's dependent on. If it's a passing situation, I think Drew actually is probably the guy. Devin Drew, Jake. Uh, but if it's if you know it's first and ten, maybe Win is in there okay. as more of a stouter run defender. And then you have Caleb Tanner at an OLB. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, See, and now think about that, Jake. I you know you you have get, Mathis, Nelson, and Tanner on the on the field at once. You could get into a situation, and they've done this before, where like. Maybe Garrett Nelson slides in as a defensive tackle next to Ty Robinson. Tanner comes down as a as a defensive end or, or you know, whatever Good. in a rush situation. Like, you remember how they used to use Demorio Williams yeah. on third down? You're not saying any, like, Caleb Tanner, Demorio Williams is not a comparison I'm trying to make. No. It's more of a yeah. situation. That'd be a nice thing. If he but they, that, that'd be awesome. They've be used uh, – Garrett Nelson, you know, creatively in the past, mm-hmm. and NFL teams do a good job of their bigger defensive, stronger defensive ends can slide in on third down and really give guards fits. Yep. I mean, so they can, I think between Mike Dawson and Eric Shenander, they have a lot of different pieces that they can use. They do. If they can get to third and long. Ah. And that's the big if, ah. because if they can't stop the run early, ah. you don't get to, right. where this team can be really good yeah. is third and long, because ah. I think you got guys that can play forward, and I have quietly really enjoyed what has been being built on the back end. I don't know about safety yet for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But that safety's still a question. I think Quentin Newsom, Tommy Hill, Omar Brown is a pretty nice Braxton Clark, I mean, mm-hmm. is a pretty nice grouping that you have mm-hmm. at corner. Mm-hmm. Uh you just gotta figure out if you can get to third and long. Third and long is you that is critical. Because third and long for Nebraska has a lot of potential. Well, and I, I think now, that's when does. they can get their most disruptive unit on the field and that's sort of a well duh statement because third and long means you have to take the biggest gamble as an offensive but you have pieces now that's what i'm trying to tell jake all the time now you have mathis and you have holdovers and 
Nelson and Tanner that you might look at differently because you have Mathis and Wynn and Drew. You have options. I mean, it's not you're just not looking at O'Shawn Mathis saying, hey, man, if you don't get us 10 sacks, we're in trouble because there's nobody else. It's not, it's not the case. Yeah, Especially if you use Tanner in a creative way. I think Tanner can get you six sacks. If you can piece together 30 sacks as a defensive unit. 30 would be good. That would yeah. get you in the top. I mean, that's pretty. Probably top 40. Uh, top 50. I was looking yeah. the other day. 32 was 50. Okay. Um, it would be nice to shoot. Like, okay, if they got one more sack a game, that would get them to 32. Yeah. Because at 20 last year, which is a paltry number. 20 is not good. Yeah, 20 you you want to have. You almost want two and a half, which is 30. Yeah. And so then if you can build off of that, like if you can get to three and a half, suddenly you're rolling. Yeah. Yeah, 56. I mean, Mike, Oklahoma State had 56 sacks. Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, you've got to also play 56. in the right league for that, That's too. true. 56? I mean, yeah, Oklahoma State had 56 sacks, Nebraska had 20. If you're playing in the – well, there's so much that goes into There's that. a lot. There's a lot. So, because for, right, to thank get you. more sacks, you need passing attempts right. against you. It's which a different league. means you also need to have a lead, which – Nebraska didn't have a right. lot of right. so there's a lot that goes into those yeah. stats 56. sometimes yeah that, they were second nationally behind Alabama's 57 yeah Alabama at 57 and now their DC is at Ohio State yeah yeah great uh before we get to break uh this this hour is sponsored by Trek CPG Jake is big on Jim Knowles leaving I love Ohio Jim State Knowles. he's really good to the promised land to the promised land. Jake, do you know how many name-brand defensive coordinators Ohio State has had <laughs> over listen, the years? Listen, Jim Knowles is the real it's deal. It's just swapping in and out. He Who made cares? Oklahoma State a defensive Yeah, I mean, Alex, Grin made, Alex Grinch made Washington State the greatest defense Mike Leach has ever had. Went to, went to Ohio State and was fine. Wasn't anything special. Please don't disparage Jim Knowles. Jim this. Knowles. Jim Knowles. Is he a golfing buddy of yours no, or something? I wish he was, though. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. This is the first I'm hearing of yeah, Jake's affinity for all, yeah, he, he does have What's going on right now at Trek CBD, Shane? Yes. Well, I, I mentioned this last week. I'm going to mention it again. If you have a dog um, and he does not enjoy fireworks season, mm. Trek CBD it's has awesome. the kind of things that will help your dog get through it a little bit better. It's not going to completely, you know, it, it's not going to make them the happiest dog on earth, but it might make them a little bit more receptive to sleeping through fireworks are just being calm and uh, you can get some of those calming treats at trek cbd they also have treats for humans as well i have uh, had a few of those uh they have they have the drinkable seltzer this might be something for people for their fourth of july weekend maybe you're just I've had it it's good maybe you just don't want the beer and you're not into the whole seltzer scene or you're just trying something different you can get drinkable delta eight seltzers and delta nine syrup at Trek CBD as well. That's right. Uh, at 84th and Andermatt. That's right. Highway 2. Keeping track at home. Okay, thank great you. great place. Mike. Thank you. If you have any questions for Schaefer, please call or text 464-5685. More next on Early Break on the Ticket. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. 
Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov careers.